What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hey guys, before we start with today's episode, I just wanted to mention that we are blessed enough to have a brand sponsoring us today that I personally highly recommend, and that is Fairhaven Health. As a trusted leader in reproductive health, Fairhaven Health's natural products are developed and formulated in partnership with trusted medical experts, including doctors, OBGYNs, nutritionists, and naturopaths. From top fertility supplements from both men and women, Fairhaven supports your entire journey into parenthood and beyond. After you make a purchase, Fairhaven Health offers full access to its knowledgeable and friendly in-house customer service team who are always happy to assist. Check out their wide variety of products at fairhavenhealth.com or by using the link in the description of this episode. And don't forget that they're offering us all 10% off using code LAM. L-A-M at checkout. And thank you for supporting the sponsors that support our show. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. We have Caitlin Norgard on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Caitlin, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you like with your story. Okay, cool. Uh, Yeah, I'm Caitlin. I live in Iowa with my husband Jack and we just welcomed our rainbow baby Everett in on February 4th and we have a puppy Rudy um I kind of I'm just like excited that I found your um podcast and have gotten to know you over social media um honestly after our miscarriage when I was just like researching resources for how to cope with everything that was going on I stumbled upon the podcast and I don't know if you want me to share this, but you, um, one of your episodes I randomly clicked on, you, uh, dropped the F bomb and it honestly was the first time I had laughed, um, since we had experienced our loss and I immediately, (laughs) I immediately messaged you on Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. And it was in that moment I realized like, A, I want to be your friend. And B, I, this is going to be a really good thing for me. So I just want to, again, thank you for that. Oh, that's so awesome. (laughs) It was the first time I had even like cracked a smile and I was just like, I needed to hear that. It just was just lighthearted and it was good. So it's kind of cool to see this come full circle and be able to share my story now. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And I love, I love how you kind of found us and started this relationship was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I guess just jump right in. My husband and I, we started trying to have our first child back in 2018, and um, we were like in a ton of weddings that year, and so we just were like waiting for the, the right time, quote unquote, whatever that means. We just we're waiting for other people's schedules, basically, which looking back on, I kind of just wish we would have started when we were ready. Um, but we started trying and after a few months of no um, positive tests, I, my control freak type A um, self kind of went in overdrive and I literally took all the supplements and made Jack take vitamins and we did 
everything. And um, eventually in April of last year, we um, got our first positive test and we were so excited. Um, it was still pretty early. I mean, when you're trying that consistently, I feel like you're taking tests and you know right away if you are if you're pregnant or if you're not. And um, so we got our positive test and immediately my Pinterest mind just kept looking at all these like great ways to announce. And it was the week, it was like two weeks before Easter or something. And so I had this like great idea and I ordered these little rain boots and we were going to tell our families. And unfortunately, um, we weren't able to make it to Easter. Um, I lost our pregnancy that week and, um, that was just really hard. Um, we had, to, I had to, I called my mom on the way to the doctor's office to tell her, um, what was going on. And, um, so I guess my first piece of advice to anyone who is, has a fear of miscarriage or is, has experienced one and is trying again, what helped us the most was telling our parents right away the second time. It was just helpful to know that we had um, people in our corner and we didn't have to like make it this extravagant reveal um, because it was not fun having to call my mom and say, mom, I, I was pregnant and I don't think I am anymore. And that was just not how anybody wants to share that news. And so what was helpful for us was being able to share that with them the next time around and tell them right away, um, hey, we got a positive test, um, please be praying for us. And um, that just made it a lot easier on both Jack and I to not feel like it was this giant secret and if it were to happen again, to have to grieve that loss alone. Um, so we kind of went through that grieving process and, oh, it was, it was really hard. I mean, you go through every, you know, anger and you bargain and you, you know, think, what if I would have done something differently? Um, but you know, we, we had one regular cycle and I was pregnant right away. And I honestly wouldn't have ever expected that. Um, just with how long it took to get pregnant the, with our first, um, I would have thought that it was going to take longer. And we were, I mean, over the moon excited. Um, and I also realized that I was not fully, like I hadn't fully processed what had happened um, with our first pregnancy. And we just like dove right into the second pregnancy. And like I said, wouldn't change it for the world. I'm so happy we have Everett now. Um, I just have realized that there's still things that I haven't like fully worked through um, in like understanding and like, you know, kind of patching that up with God. Um, we're, you know, faith is a huge part of our lives. And um, I spent a lot of time being super angry and in thinking that my second pregnancy wasn't even gonna make it. And I think that life after miscarriage, um, pregnancy after miscarriage kind of sets you up for robbing a little bit of joy for from your second pregnancy or your next pregnancy. I don't know, did you feel that way that you felt like there was a little bit of joy taken away because you were so nervous? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, that's, yeah, and I- if All I, the joy, all the joy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. And, and I feel like I just want to tell 
anybody that like try not to let it, but I have no practical steps to tell you how to, <laughs> how to do that. It is just- I know. When people ask, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have anything for that because I was a mess. <laughs> yeah. It's such a real fear. Like it's, I mean- I just remember just waking up each morning. Cause I mean, when I had my first, or when I had my miscarriage, we, I woke up that morning and I was getting ready to go to work and there was some spotting and my husband who is super, um, positive and just like, uh, he's always just like glass half full was like, you know, I think that's normal. Like I think, and I think in my head I knew, uh, no, I don't think this is normal. I don't, I don't, there's something wrong, but you know, I tried to trust him and, Dr. Google. <laughs> we consulted Google that morning and um, it, it immediately just went from bad to worse really fast. And unfortunately, we didn't get to have that, see that pregnancy through. But with um, Everett's, with my journey with Everett, I literally would wake up each morning scared to like go to the bathroom because I was just afraid it was just going to happen all over again. So, I mean, if you, if anybody out there can find a way to stay um, positive and relaxed after miscarriage, let me know. <laughs> Cause I'm sure even with our, our next time we try, it will be the same story. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, yeah, we, we got pregnant really fast the second time and, um, we had Everett just this February and, um, it's been so great to have him. And, um, but one thing looking back on was how I would just say to make sure you're taking care of your husband too. Um, that was one thing I think not intentionally in any way. I was so just like, my body went through this and I'm going through this and I knew we were going through it together. But I mean, there is a different element when it's happening to your body. But, um, I had girlfriends to talk to who had experienced it. And, um, I don't know if my husband necessarily did have people to talk to right away. It wasn't until like I talked to a friend and found out that they had, um, also had a miscarriage and then kind of connected our husbands together. Um, because they are grieving too. And, um, yeah, and you're not going to grieve the same way. <laughs> this is what I also learned. Um, I am the outward, um, feeler in our family. <laughs> if I'm mad, you know it. Um, if I'm also super sensitive, so I cry all the time. Um, my husband's coping and processing looks a lot different than mine. Um, he likes to go to the gym or, go for a walk or be outside in nature or working in the wood shop. Those are all his ways that he copes with things. And I think that was really hard for um, me and him at first when we went through that loss was, you know, because he wasn't, you know, crying into a pillow like I was, I felt like he wasn't grieving as much as I was. And that's not true. And um, you need to give each other grace, you know, for, how you grieve and understand that you're going through it together. I don't know. Do you have any, did you guys experience that too? Yeah. Well, I think it, it looks like they're just moving on with mm -hmm. life, you know, and I think that's kind of like the toughest part about it all with relationships. But like you said, I never really thought of it as like, maybe that's just how they're coping is mm -hmm. kind of just getting on with it but it doesn't mean that they don't think about it. Um, my husband and I really struggled 
with the different ways that we coped and mm-hmm. um that's why I turned to YouTube and the, this podcast yeah I realized that I couldn't lean on him for and I, I know some people can like some people can totally be like my husband was my rock my husband was the one that I could lean on um for me it, leaning on him definitely caused more damage in our relationship uh after a certain amount of time you know because mm-hmm. it was like he was kind of like, okay, come on, like, you don't need to be this upset for this long type of a thing. And yeah. that's, you know, that's when I just realized that it's okay that we're coping differently. I just need to find a different outlet because he can't yeah. always be my outlet. And that's not a bad thing, you know? Yeah. Um, that's but so it's hard true. on relationships. Yeah. And Jack was my rock and I did lean on him, but in that process, I realized who's he leaning on? Like, mm-hmm. who, who does he have, you know, because I'm such a mess. Like, he's force-feeding me and making sure I'm taking care of my basic daily needs. And you realize, wow, who's taking care of him? And um, I didn't realize that till later on. And, and to that, mm-hmm. I have apologized to him, you know. I want to make sure that he, you know has someone to talk to. And and I think that's been really good to make those connections with our friends who have experienced the same thing um, and let the guys kind of have their way, however they process um, that on their own, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess females tend to just, you know, have our own way of coping and it looks different and and that's Mm -hmm. just what it is. And it's not that one person's hurting more than the other or whatever. And we actually have had that conversation since ever it's been born I kind of said to Jack, I said, um, I I feel this guilt for being so happy. Sorry to interrupt today's episode, but I wanted to talk a little bit about one of Fairhaven Health's products, and that is FH Pro for men and women. You guys, one in five couples experience difficulty conceiving, and in about 45% of those cases, sperm health is at play. Our friends at Fairhaven Health have formulated the perfect product to help both men and women get the supplements they need in order to conceive. Yes, you guys, we can get our husbands involved now. FH Pro is a patented, non-prescription, antioxidant-based supplement made with ingredients ingredients well studied for their role in supporting fertility like vitamin E, COQ10, zinc, and more with over 25 ingredients total. Each fertility supplement is formulated with ingredients studied to exactly what men and women need to optimize their fertility health. It also helps avoid all of those bottles and supplements on the bathroom counter or if you're like me, my nightstand. Learn more about FH Pro for men and women by visiting fairhavenhealth.com or the link in the description of this episode and don't forget you can use discount code LAM L-A-M for 10% off now let's get back to today's episode and I was just gonna ask you that yeah. question yeah yes I I have honestly struggled with that and um and since I mean I realized that just because you're happy you know doesn't mean that the pain you didn't go through, um, wasn't real and that, that, you know, that the other one doesn't matter. It does. It's just, um, you, you know, life keeps moving forward and you remember and you honor that other baby. And, um, we've had conversations lately. Like that was one thing I really struggled with. So when I had my miscarriage at around Easter time, that next month was mother's day. And, um, because it was my first pregnancy, I 
remember kind of just like having this breakdown, like, am I a mom? I, 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 mm -hmm. I don't have like a physical baby in my arms right now, but like what I experienced and was real and I carried, you know, him or her for, you know, um, about seven weeks. And to me, that's a baby. And, and I feel like I'm their mom, but it was this such this like hard thing for me to understand. And, um, and because we got pregnant so quickly, we never like fully got through a lot of those conversations. And, um, it's been since, you know, in the last month that we've actually talked about, you know, like, what do we want to call what happened? Like, do we call it our pregnancy? Do we call it our baby? Do we name it? Like, and so that's something that we're working on because for me, that's what I need. Um, to, you know, like, I don't know if closure is the right word, but kind of like accept what has happened. Um, because I don't think I ever, like, I never did. And I think in order to keep honoring, um, that first pregnancy, uh, I need to like, kind of determine what happened and what it is. And then, you know, we can continue to enjoy, um, our time with ever, but still honor, um, that first baby too. So yes, that's been really hard. <laughs> um, that kind of guilt piece. Yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> Yeah, there's like all these different stages on this journey. There's like when you're in the thick of it, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of going through like the depression and like the grieving and then, and then you get pregnant and then there's the fear and the anxiety and then you become, yeah. you know, then you have your rainbow baby and then there's this like overwhelming sense of happiness, but then guilt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It's just, yeah. I mean, that's why everyone says it's a roller coaster because it truly is. Yeah. And I think <laughs> life after miscarriage is life after miscarriage. Like there's no, once you've had one, you're always in it. <laughs> yeah. And there's not, I don't think there's like one right or wrong way to, you know, move forward and it looks different for everyone. And that's why I think I'm so thankful for this podcast and, you know, the community on Instagram um, because you can't really just talk to anyone about this. I'm, I've tried with other friends and family members who haven't experienced miscarriage and that conversation looks so different than, um, when I have it with people who have experienced the same thing or similar things. Um, you know, people, people mean so well. And I'll say that even, you know, when I would tell, you know, coworkers or, you know, when I, start to feel comfortable as to why I had to be gone in this work and then share with them who I felt comfortable with, you know, they mean well and family members mean well, but sometimes the thing they say just isn't always helpful. <laughs> I typically mean, try to fix it. Yes. That's what I've come to realize. We're like someone who's been through it just like relates and understands and listens and uh, yeah, somebody who hasn't been through it is always like trying to fix it. And for some reason that's yeah. just not helpful. No, and and I know that like they mean they mean helpful really things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they don't really know what else to say. I think, and so they just try to like throw something out there, and it's like, oh, that was kind of not helpful. But <laughs> and then they probably go home and sweat. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and I don't ever want to make someone like feel uncomfortable because you're <laughs> trying to be nice, but at the same time, you telling me, hey, at least you know you can get pregnant that's not helpful in the time when I'm grieving the loss of this pregnancy. And, uh, so yeah, yeah. I, would say, 
world. <laughs> yeah. I always say like one thing that um, miscarriage has taught me is just how to be more empathetic mm. to people mm. in every situation. And for that, I'm just like extremely grateful because I wouldn't say I was necessarily like that beforehand. I thought I was, but I wasn't, you know? Um, and I guess for me, it was like, I, I mean, I would ask people things I look back on and I'm like, oh my God, that was yeah. so rude. Like the whole, when are you going to have kids or whatever, you know, you're just naive and mm -hmm. I know you're married for the first time and you're just like, oh, so exciting when you're going to have kids. And like, now I'm like, oh my goodness, I hope that I didn't hurt someone because like when people ask me that, I'm like, people, I'm trying, we are on it. Trust me. <laughs> like yeah. we're working on it, but you, yeah, you realize that some of those things can actually be hurtful and um, it's never my intention either. And I don't know, it's taught me to be vulnerable. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I never would have thought that I would be on this podcast sharing this story. I viewed it as something that like I did wrong and I failed and I am such a perfectionist that like, I would place so much of the blame on myself that I didn't want to tell anyone because I didn't want anyone to think of me like, oh, well, she can't get pregnant. Or like, I don't know. I had these like misconceptions in my head of what people would think. And that matters to me a ton. I'm like, I don't know, into that Enneagram and stuff. And I'm like a two. So I am like a feeler and I really care what other people think. And what I realized is like, I mean, my Instagram page started as a, I, I made wooden signs and my husband and I, we sold signs and blah, blah, blah. And like, since it's transformed into this like really vulnerable platform. And since I've done that, I have connected with so many women and like, honestly, close friends that I, that we didn't realize that we had both experienced this. And it's like, wow, if I only knew that you were going through that and you knew that I had gone through that, we could have leaned on each other. And, and now we can, but it's kind of more after the fact it's like in when you're in that in the trenches that you really need that support and because people don't always talk about it um you know you do feel lonely and so I'm I don't know this being on here today like it makes me proud of myself and and for sharing this story because it is something that I have like kind of bobbled up for so long and not always been super open about and it has helped me you know, share that story on, on my Instagram. And like I said, if, if it helps one person, then I feel like it was totally worth it mm -hmm. because I just remember feeling so just out of sorts and alone when it happened to me. Yeah. And that's an extremely healing feeling to like yeah. find purpose in all of it. Um, and that's what this podcast is all about. And what you said reminds me of like, I think it's a Breen Brown quote and it's like vulnerability is the only true bridge to connection. Mm -hmm. um, and that's exactly what you just explained. So I appreciate you jumping on and sharing your story and inspiring all of us. Yeah. And hopefully you've inspired somebody else to do the same as well. Cause you yeah. guys, it truly is like so healing to just open up and like let it all out there with the people who get it. Yes. And that's what it this is. podcast is all about. Um, yeah. so even writing my notes for today, I like yeah. I, a couple weeks ago, I was toying with the idea of signing up and to do this yeah. with you. I wrote it all out of what I would say and that even seeing it on paper was so powerful and 
you know, I reached out to you and I was like, I don't know about this. And you were like, do it. Your story needs to be shared. And, and I think for anybody who is considering it, your story does need to be shared, you know? And I was worried, like, what if somebody's story is harder than mine or worse than mine? And, and that's not a thing. Like everybody experienced, like that pain you feel is real and everybody's story is just different. It's not that, you know, you, you, what you feel is real. And I think that's so important. And if you feel like you're ready to share, you definitely should. Yeah. And somebody else's story is going to be so similar to yours Mm -hmm. and it's going to be so healing for them to hear it because they might be thinking the same thing that you were thinking, you know, that like, gosh, is my story not hard enough or, you know, something like that. And it's like, no, listen, I just listened to this other girl and it's definitely hard enough, you know? Um, yeah. And that, that's what, that's why I'm just so happy that you came on and shared your story. And I always ask at the end of every episode, which I already feel like you gave advice, but if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Uh, I'm just going to go back to taking care of your husband and taking care of each other. I think yeah. that is so important and so good for your relationship. And it's so necessary that, um, just make sure that you're openly communicating as much as you can and also give each other grace and realize that your grief looks different and that's okay. And that's not meaning that one person is hurting less than the other or cared more or less than the other. It's, you know, just different. And if you're able to do that, you're going to come back even stronger than you were before. Yes, I totally agree. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, uh, where could they do so? Um, my Instagram page is inspired Iowan. Um, you can just DM me on there. Awesome. I'll link that in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for feeling the poll to hop on and share this morning. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Yes. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb cam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. 